Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The sooner you admit it and bring it out in the open, and ask God to forget it, the quicker your life goes on with health and strength. Some of you I'm speaking to this morning, I don't know who, you've tried to hide something. You need to share the truth with a spouse, a friend, a neighbor, somebody at work, or maybe it has nothing to do with that, just God. Well, Pastor Mark, really nobody knows. Yeah, then why do you have guilt? The Bible speaks of truth as light. In the passage Pastor Mark is going to teach from today, Jesus calls his followers to be light because they have the truth of the gospel inside them. As bearers of the light, we have a great responsibility to keep that light pure. Jesus warned us to continue to live a pure life so that we would not tarnish his name and reputation. Pastor Mark will be warning us that we can't hide from sin and that it's better to confess, repent, and be forgiven now than to have God reveal our sin publicly. We urge you to get your accounts with Jesus cleared now so that you can live fully for Him and to avoid the possibility of falling short of God's best for you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke with today's message, Know, Do, Share, and Believe God's Word. Now let me open by saying this, Luke chapter 8. One of the things that we face in our world today, because our world is really filled with skeptics, is they say maybe this. Well, Pastor Mark, uh, some of the things in this Bible thing you talk about here, this Bible, the, man, that, it, it's, it's pretty good. They have some really neat things. But to be honest, we're 2,000 years since this thing was written, and it doesn't have much application for today. Really? I'm going to show you how current the Bible is and how true it is and how it affects every single one of us, and it will never, ever go out of date. I'm going to show you a statement from Jesus. I've kind of modified it a little, but you'll get the truth in a moment. Jesus says this, if you rig diesel cars, speaking to the Volkswagen company, (laughs) with software that's designed to trick regulators into believing the vehicles are compliant with the emission standard, here's what Jesus says, guaranteed. This will come to light. This will be discovered. You say, Pastor Mark, where is that in the Bible? (laughs) Here's what Jesus really says. We'll cover it this morning. Listen. For all that is secret, hidden, will eventually be brought out into the open. 
And everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. Now, is that current or is that not current? That's perfect. There wasn't even a car in Jesus' day. He never heard of VW. But last Tuesday, around the whole world, instantly, we discover that Volkswagen admits that some 11 million so-called clean diesel cars were, well, they had software that was rigged to fool regulators. Can I say to you this morning, God's word's all true and it always applies. Now you say, well, what does that have to do with me? A lot. And you'll see that as we go through. Now, Jesus was talking, and he was talking about seeds, the word of God going into the soil, the heart of man. And if the heart is right, the soil is right, then that would be very productive. Well, Jesus uses that illustration in those times as the Bible was a seed that goes into the ground. Today, the illustration is the Bible is light, like these lights that are blaring at me. It's light. We begin in verse 16. Open your Bible. Take a look at it. Here we go. Jesus is teaching. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. Now, he's not talking about physical light, even though that has great relevance, and we'll see the analogy as we go through. He's talking about spiritual light. He's talking about biblical truth. So first thing to write down, here's what Jesus is talking about. The word of God is light, and it's truth. The principles of the Bible are light, and we'll see what that looks like, and it's, it's truth. So the application is the same as it was for the seed. The seed, when it falls on good soil, that good soil, the people obey the word. What Jesus is saying is today, the same application. When, when the light comes on, when the word of God comes into your life, it's not that the word comes on. It's not that the light comes on. We have to obey what was just illuminated to us. So light reveals and light illuminates. A couple of weeks ago, as I told you, I came here in this campus on Saturday morning just to pray for a little while. And uh, I usually do it outside, but it was raining, so I just came inside. And of course, none of the lights are on. I have no idea where they turn them on or whatever. And so I'm in totally in the dark. So I took my little iPhone, as a little light thing. And as I'm going through, I found my way to a place I could sit down and just pray. Because light illuminates. You understand what I mean? It illuminates things. And when it illuminated things, I was safe. Well, that's what Jesus is saying about life. When we have truth, you don't hide it. It illuminates. It shows us the whole picture. Now, one day, Jesus actually personalized light. Look at this. John 8. Watch this verse. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, I want to do two things. I want you to look at that verse again. 
Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. So let's reverse it. Whoever is not a Christian, a Christ follower, walks in what? Darkness. Every one of us were born without God. We walked in the darkness. We didn't know how to do life. We didn't know what life was about. We're always searching for all kinds of things. And by the way, our world, is our world getting more illuminated, more truth, or getting darker? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But you say, well then, this light is no good. No, just a little bit of light. All I needed was a little bit of light. I found myself all around this dark sanctuary. See? And so the next thing you want to write is this. Light, God's worth truth, must be shared. That's what Jesus is saying. You can't hide what you have. And that's why the Bible challenges us. The darker it gets, the more powerful light is. Because light illuminates. It's amazing. It's caused because that's the purpose and meaning of light. See, you and I are walking in the light, God's truth. Why? Because somebody shined it into our life. Somebody told you how to become a believer. Many of you this morning, as every service on weekends, people just get saved. Why? Because the light comes on. Whoa, if I'm not a Christian, then I'm walking in darkness, spiritual darkness, and I can't find my way. I don't have purpose. I don't have meaning. So truth by its nature was meant to be revealed and shared. Truth is never to be hidden. It's to be revealed. Let's say, for example, a crazy new disease comes on the world, and people are dying everywhere in every nation. And all of a sudden, scientists come up with this solution. What is the right thing to do? Hide it or share it? See, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? The rest of you that didn't say share it, you're dying because you ain't going to get the truth. Of course we're going to share it. It's selfish to keep the solution to a disease to ourselves. So understand what Jesus is trying to say. You have light. You have God's word. You have truth. Now, come on. Simply share it. Uh, Nobody should hide the truth. That's selfish and unproductive. Now, keep your finger right where you are in Luke 8 and go back to your Bibles to Acts chapter 8. Actually, it's two books ahead. Two books ahead. Acts chapter 8, verse 29. I want you to tell you a story about Philip. Philip was a deacon who was spirit-filled, and God sent him out to start this amazing revival. So good things are happening. People are getting saved. People are getting healed. Demons being cast out. And one day, an angel comes, and he says to Philip, leave the revival, go into the desert. He doesn't know why. Now, remember that. His first step is to go into the desert. He doesn't know why. And you'll see that later with the principle. When we obey the first step, more truth comes. So just listen to that. You'll catch it later. So Philip goes out into the desert, and he's wondering, what am I? You know, the desert is the desert. And all of a sudden, he sees this caravan going. And in that caravan is a man who is a religious leader, kind of a leader in a kingdom in Ethiopia. And he had gone to Jerusalem to try to find God. Well, he found religion, but he didn't find God. So he's confused. And he's going back home. 
without understanding Jesus. And look at verse 29. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, told Philip, go to that chariot, stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet, the Old Testament book of Isaiah. And it was that, that passage was all about Christ. And watch this question that Philip asked. Do you understand what you're reading? And this very educated man said this in verse 31. How can I unless someone explains it to me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. You see, this religious man was searching for the truth. He wanted the truth to be illuminated, but he couldn't find it. It didn't make sense to him. Philip took the word opened it, shared with him that what he was reading was about the Messiah that had come and was going to die for mankind, explained how to become a believer. This man on the way home gets baptized in water, heads back to Ethiopia. This is the first Gentile Christian convert 2,000 years ago in Ethiopia. And many, many thousands of people through the centuries have been Christians in Ethiopia. Why? Because the light came on for one man. But Philip had to share the light. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's Philip. And no, that's you. God sends us to people to reveal, to share the truth. Now, as you see that, that should challenge you. I won't share if I don't have compassion for the lost people. Remember how you got here. How did you get here? Somebody shared truth with you. Somebody shared that Jesus is the only way to God. And that's how you became a believer. So let me challenge you. We're all involved in this. That's why Jesus is teaching. Now back to Luke 8, 17. Think about the places where you live. The neighborhood. The school. The business area. Do those people know truth? Spiritually. No, they do not. Because even as I said at the beginning, they don't even believe it applies to today. So that's why God has you there, in that neighborhood, at that school, at that sports field, at that place of work, to be a person that shares the light. Don't hide it. Never be ashamed of your gospel. Now, verse 17. Here's the truth that I shared with you earlier. Jesus says this. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known Or brought out into the open. Ephesians 5.13 says this. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. So not only does light illuminate. But light exposes. It exposes. When you go into a doctor to have a skin test. If you live in Florida you probably should do that once a year. Whatever. They turn a really bright light and is this weird thing. And, and that light exposes the skin as he looks down. You can't see it normally. That light is so bright it exposes. Mm, that looks a little sunken funk. Let's see what we're going to do with that baby. And some of you understand this illustration. You clean the house and you go away for a week on vacation. And you come back. And you know the house is spotless until the sunshine comes in. Where did that dust bunny come from? That baby was gone. How, the house was closed up. Where did they go? And there's stuff everywhere floating in the room. Light exposes. 
So what is Jesus talking about? I mean, nothing is ever hidden from God. And so when you look at this, he just says to us, eventually all truth will be known. Hello? All truth will be known. VW. Is it known to the whole world today? Yes. Did they try to hide it? Yes. El stupidos. How foolish. How foolish. Here's another name. Ashley Madison List. Politicians, government officials, religious people, pastors, elders, priests. What happened? It's secret. Don't worry. It'll never come out. You've gone to a prostitute. It'll never come out. Boop. And what's happened? Churches closed. People got fired from their jobs. Why? Because everything will be what? Exposed. It's the truth of God's word. Now, he said, Pastor Mark, that doesn't have anything to do with us. Oh, yes, it does. In our life, if I mention the word guilt, everybody here knows what I'm talking about. We've done something, said something, tried to cover it up, and we feel miserable. Guilty. As a pastor, I deal with this a lot with affairs in marriage. But it's way broader than affairs. So I just want to say to you this morning, all of us that have been here, we've all been there. We've all tried to hide something that we did wrong. And how does that feel when you live with guilt? Are you happy? No, it's miserable, isn't it? You don't sleep well. What are you always worried about? Somebody's going to find it out. Let me give you a little secret. I've learned this the hard way. The sooner you admit it and bring it out in the open and ask God to forget it, the quicker your life goes on with health and strength. Some of you I'm speaking to this morning, I don't know who. You've tried to hide something. You need to share the truth with a spouse, a friend, a neighbor, somebody at work, or maybe it has nothing to do with that, just God. Well, Pastor Mark, really nobody knows. Yeah, then why do you have guilt? Because your conscience is hurting you. Can I just ask you this morning to do the right thing? It will eventually come out. Just get it out now. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, it's hard. Every day you don't, it gets harder. Pastor Mark, how do you know? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You didn't need to ask me that question. You already know it. Am I right? Of course. And once that is exposed and forgiven by God, what happens? Listen to me. Know the word and do the word. Just follow through this morning. I don't know what it is. I don't know who it involves. You take care of that. God will forgive you. And you'll leave this place changed. By the way, one day, Every knee will bow and proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. The problem is, for most of those people, it's too late. They've tried to hide their sin. It doesn't work. Now, here's a great principle in verse 18. This is huge. Look at it. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. In other words, as you're listening to the word this morning... What Jesus is going to say is you're accountable. 
You're hearing the word. Do the word now. It's not like you don't know truth. You know truth. I just shared with you truth. If you have guilt, get rid of it by confessing. Do it with the people, with God, whatever. So he says this, therefore consider carefully how you listen. Whoever knows the truth and does it will be given more truth. Remember, truth illuminates. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have will be taken from them. Write this down this morning. Here's what it means. We are accountable for the word we hear. Now, I've locked the door so nobody could get out. You say, well, I already heard that thing. I don't want to hear any more truth. Oh, yes, you do. Because truth is what sets us free if we obey it. Now, why does he make this crazy statement to a group of people? Because many of the people were broken into groups, just like they are here. The groups of people were listening to Jesus. The disciples were paying attention. So what does he say? If you listen to what I said and you do it, you're going to get more truth. You're going to get more illumination. You're going to get more direction in your life. Now, some of the other people are going, cool, what time is lunch? It's, it's almost in 20. Is he going to ever get through? I'm, I'm hungry right now. I'm not, not really caring about that kind of stuff at all. And so the truth that's in front of you is going over your head. Not interested. You're just here. So more truth coming to you? No. No more truth is coming to you. Because you didn't obey What was already given? Now, here's what you want to write down. It's very simple. It's a very simple statement. Hearing and obeying brings more understanding. That shouldn't surprise you. Why shouldn't that surprise you? Here's a principle I learned in my life many years ago. I learned it the hard way. If you want to know what to do next in your life, we all need direction. You have decisions you have to make. Life is just a bunch of decisions. If I want to know what to do next, I have to obey what God has already told me to do. Now, that should make sense to you. Here I am, and I'm trying to make this decision over in this area. It it can be financial, marriage, relationship, job, doesn't matter. God loves us to come. Ask for wisdom. But if I'm here asking God, God's going to come and say to me, "Uh, you know the thing I told you two weeks ago to do? You haven't done it yet. I know God, but I got busy. I'm not interested in that right now. I'm interested in this. God said, no, 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 no. I'm interested in this. Why would I give you direction when you didn't follow direction the last time I gave it to you? Does that make sense to anybody here? Of course it does. So if you want more illumination in the word of God, you have to obey what you already know. And if you're not obeying that, You're not going to get more illumination. The Bible looks like a blank page to you when you study it. It doesn't register to the top. That's what Jesus is saying. Listen up, do the word, and there will be more coming to you. When you hear and obey, there's more understanding, more opportunities, growth in your life. Play around with the word. Don't do much. You'll never grow. We're thankful for God's light that drives out all darkness. Even though it's often painful to go through, His chastening brings peace and relief in the end. Pastor Mark reminded us of Jesus' expectations for us, that we should draw closer to Him and do more of His works. We also need to be sure to share the truth of God's Word and the love of Jesus with all those around us. After all, someone did that for us. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The next installment of Pastor Mark's message will continue in Luke 8, where we will see Jesus' earthly family enter the scene. We will learn about their lack of belief in the Messiahship of Jesus at this time, too. We also will see Jesus' response to them and his view of who his family actually is. It would be good for us to remember these lessons and put them in practice in our daily lives. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.